Hey folks, Dave DeBow back at you with another episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. Today we've got a real estate power couple, power team. We've got Leanne and Mike Nicholson zooming in all the way from beautiful Salt St. Marie, Ontario. These folks are really in the trenches in real estate investing. They are very experienced real estate investors themselves who've done a variety of different strategies in Canada, as well as in the States. They've got single family homes. They've got some small multifamily properties. They got long-term rentals. They got short-term rentals. You name it, they's gots it. And not only that, but they are, are they are full-time mortgage brokers as well. So they, they are literally immersed in real estate 24-7. So Mike and Leanne, welcome to the show. Great to have you. Thanks for having us. Yeah. And uh being fully immersed in you know real estate, uh, that's one thing that drove us into being uh, mortgage agents is um, doing it, loving it. Um, <laughs> we always say, I, I think sometimes when we go out with our friends, they they call us probably real estate geeks because you know that's what we want to talk about. But you know, doing it every day and then you know dealing with real estate clients and you know mortgage clients, and it's um, it almost doesn't it almost doesn't feel like work. Exactly. Then you're. You you know, probably listening to podcasts. Now you get an interviewed on podcasts. You're just, yeah. I, I, I call it, I, I lovingly call us real estate weirdos. In fact, <laughs> I like that. I like that phrase so much. I got a t-shirt that says real estate weirdo on it. So uh, you're, you're, you're welcome to join the real estate weirdo club, but you guys, let's get started for the, for the sake of the listeners. Just give us a little snapshot about what your real estate investing business looks like and a little bit about how you guys got started. Uh, so we got started 2017. Mike, for years and years and years, bugged me, bugged me, bugged me, get into real estate, get into real estate. And I wouldn't give in to him. He finally wore me down in 2017. And we did. Wait, we way to go, Mike. Good yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it took about 20 some years, but he did it. The one time I was right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and it came just long story short, it came that we both had really good jobs um, that got pulled away from under us. Mm. And it got to the point, and it was about a two year period between Mike going through it, me going through it. And then it, it really made us refocus and say, why are people controlling our lives? Why are people mm. controlling our decisions? And we don't want that anymore. So that's where Mike said, well, we can go into real estate, so that won't happen again. <laughs> yeah, so we did. Do your and own thing, Kate. Take control of your own income. Not only that, but your own financial futures, right? That's exactly yeah. it. That's exactly it. So we did. He, like I said, he finally wore me down. In August, we put our first offer in for our fourplex. We closed in October. I lost my job in November. Oh, so wow. that's the timing of it. <laughs> Ooh, you, you zipped in for qualifying for that mortgage. Just That's so exactly <laughs> it. <laughs> it was 100% it. I had my T4. <laughs> um, but, and then at that point, people were like around us, family and friends going, oh my God, you now have a fourplex and a mortgage and your house. And what are you going to do? And we're like, this is the best thing we ever did. Because yeah. right, because it was yeah. a cash flowing property and it could sustain itself. Yeah. So that's where well, we not, not only sustain itself, but hopefully put a little cash exactly. in the pocket as well. That's yeah. exactly yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that building, you know, cash flow is about fifteen hundred dollars a month. That's um, great. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was you know it was a great purchase, and we were very new in it. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, as we progressed and as, you know, we've educated ourselves and, and grown, um, we look back and we think that was a great purchase, but it was, I don't want to say it was a fluke, you know, a real estate agent kind of guided us through. He had some facts yeah. and figures that, you know, ratios and all those kinds of things, but it was, uh, you know, it was a great, which purchase. you probably didn't really understand all that much at that time. That's yeah. exactly it. But, yeah. but you got the education afterwards. You decided, Hey, we better get serious about this. We yeah. did. Yeah. So we ran into the problem after. So to, to purchase that five fourplex, we pulled out equity out of our home and being going through his first restructure. And then obviously mine was just happened. Mm-hmm. Um, we started just, you know, putting that our, pro- our uh, owner occupied property. Yeah. Um, and we just started just hammering at that mortgage because mortgage was a bad thing. Right. Mm. And as we're all taught, mortgage is a bad thing, but now it's really in the real estate investor world is a great thing. Yeah. Um, so we started hammering that away and we had a ton of equity because we only had a few years left. So we wanted to go again and we wanted to buy again. And another fourplex came up and we're like, this is amazing. You know, it, it cash flowed the same thing. It did everything right. Um, but we got put into the wrong product. Uh. Our house got put into the wrong product and they put us into a five-year fix. They didn't ask us questions. They didn't say, do you maybe remotely, maybe sort of want to do this again? Did not ask us that. Hmm. Even though we were working with mortgage a broker, we're not all equal, right? I'm 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 kind of hearing why you might might have got into the mortgage agent business. Yeah. Like, <laughs> picking yeah. up signals here. Yeah. That's the yeah, the B side of the story. <laughs> yeah. 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 So we ended up doing so we ended up, he said to break that mortgage now because you're in a five-year fix, it's eighteen thousand dollars. Oh yeah. I said, and then at this point, I'm thinking, I'm not throwing $18,000 away. I just lost my job. Like, but I mean, I, you know, within a month or two, I was back working, but it's still, and Mike said the same thing. Yeah. And he said, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I don't want to pay $18,000. Um, but, but instead, probably should have, but hey, you know, you're exactly I, right. We, we did a little video. We called that our, our $200,000 mistake. And it could probably be our $300,000 mistake now. And, and we always talk about that. Yeah. Um, you know, he should have said it's eighteen thousand dollars, but what do you want to do with that money? And I always, you know, jokingly say, "Hey, you know, do you want to buy a Corvette? Well, maybe not a good idea, right? Yeah. Hey, you want to buy a, a cash flowing property that cash flows fifteen hundred dollars a month, eighteen thousand dollars divided by fifteen, fifteen go. months. Yep. You know, yeah, that's paid for. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, for the next whatever, you know, forty months, <laughs> it's going to generate. It's going to, you know, it's going to generate you fifteen hundred dollars plus." You know, when we look at if we would have bought that in 2017 or, you know, 2018, mm-hmm. it would be worth at least $300,000 more. We would have the mortgage pay down. We would have that money coming all in. All that stuff. Yeah. All, all that, that stuff. stuff. All, so, all the multiple eight or nine different profit centers in a real estate deal like exactly. that. So that's, yeah. Okay. So what is, what does life look like for you real estate wise now? That's how you got started. What, what does your current portfolio look like? So our current portfolio. So we thought we had to wait for five years to open that mortgage up but we didn't, we found the way. Mm -hmm. Um, And then about a year or so after we purchased two more uh, single Single family family homes here where we live. Um, Then, and we did it in a two month span. And then we decided, okay, the COVID hit and our nice little secondary market, Mm -hmm. um, Southern Ontario was coming up and just eating up property and you know how, what things did during COVID and, so we said, well, there's got to be more. There's got to be something else to do. So we ended yeah. up going to Detroit. Wow. And within an eight-month period, we purchased four more single-family homes. Um, and then about a year or so after that, 
that's where we got into Florida. And then we bought the six bedroom short-term rental in Florida. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's quite a interesting path. You guys, you started in the small multifamily, then you bought some single families and you bought some more single families and then you bought a big single family and <laughs> turned it into a, a short-term rental. So talk to me a little bit about that transition from Canadians investing in Canada to Canadians investing in the States. You know, how are you set up to do that? Have you set up corporate structures here and there? And, you know, a little bit without going into too much detail, how are you minimizing the cross-border double taxation potentialities, <laughs> all that kind of good stuff? Yeah, so um, long story short, we bought the two in uh, Ontario. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, we were kind of stuck and we were looking at investing in different areas. Yeah. And that's, we had done a bunch of investing in ourselves, and we did a mentoring program and learned a lot about OPM and learning about, um, you know, other people's money yeah. and networking with like-minded people. And somebody said to me, because we started looking at other towns and somebody said, if if you're going to look outside of, you know, Sault Ste. Marie, um, we were looking at other areas in Ontario. If you're going to look remote, why not go somewhere where your dollar goes further and it's landlord friendly? And then somebody said, what about the U.S.? And we live in a border town and we, we travel in the U.S. all the time, you know, outside of the restrictions. Um, and we thought, yeah, we'd love to make U.S. money. So, again, we did a bunch of research, um, you know, networking, and then we discovered a turnkey company who specializes in Canadians buying in the U.S. Ah. So it was it was so neat because um, yeah, we're doing all this research and they kind of guide you and they say, you know, um, you know, you meet them. OK, um, we're going to introduce you to a lawyer, right, to get mm -hmm. the, the, the proper corporate structure. We're going to introduce you to uh, a banker, how to because uh, borders were closed we could set up bank accounts through, you know, BMO Harris remotely. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we would FedEx papers back and <laughs> forth, but you know, we got it done. And then it was like, okay, it's time to get insurance. Uh, here's three insurance recommendations. Like, so it was really, really nice. It really held our hands. And kind of the unique thing with them is um, I, we took that structure that they said we had to get, you know, it's a two tier structure, uh, one for, you know, the protection in the U S and then that second tier um, that LP, that C Corp, you know, whatever somebody has that gives you that tax equalization with Canada. And, you know, I reviewed that document with, um, you know, with actually uh, somebody who owns several businesses in the US and they're like, they read it over and they're like, I wish I had this five years ago when I was starting my businesses. Like, this is a great structure. Like, uh, you know, you, you did very well. And then uh, that allowed us to give us that confidence um, to continue on. And again, you, using OPM, we were able to, you know, buy those those four houses in Michigan quickly in a, a six to eight month span, bought them in cash, um, got them stabilized, got a tenant in there, got set up, got cash flowing. And then we remortgaged them and pulled all that money out and paid mm -hmm. back all of our uh, all of our private money. Very nice. Very, very cool. Very smart. And then you then you discovered discovered Florida. Wow. And and short-term rentals. Tell me a little bit about that. How did that all come about? So we were we actually were going to put in for two more houses in Detroit. So we would have been up to six. But right at the same time, we were again, Mike is networking and now he's the social media networking guy. And then he just brings me in on it. Yeah. But he was networking with another group and he's he's networking all the time. Um, but they were come, they came out with a bus tour down in Florida, and it was last February. And at that point, kind of restrictions were kind of lifting and things were moving. And he goes, 
we should go to Florida. And I we said, haven't been anywhere we haven't been anywhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Didn't you want to buy a property in Florida? Yeah. I said, yeah, but, <laughs> and then we kind of, you know, we hemmed and hawed, hemmed and hawed. And then we finally said, we met with one of the mentors that were doing this. And she said, what's holding you back? And we said, nothing. So the very next day we purchased our tickets. And then two days later, we were on a flight to go to Florida. Nice. And in that, um, we networked with about 15 or 20 people for a few days. We were you know, shoulder to shoulder the whole time. An amazing experience, just with all these like-minded people that were driven. And it wasn't that people were, people were so open to sharing and mm. wanted everybody to succeed. So it wasn't competitive feeling. It wasn't like, it was oh, not I don't competitive want to- at all. We were touring nice. houses and people were saying, you know, change this and do this. And that's a great idea. And, you know, really bouncing ideas off each other, which was fantastic. Yeah. And then doing that, it was like, okay, Detroit's done. <laughs> we're yeah. going to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But it's a big difference. So your Detroit properties, I'm going to assume, are long-term traditional type rentals. Now, it you, you mentioned you bought them turnkey. Does that include turnkey property management of those properties as well? Or do you guys, how does that side of things? Yeah, work? so they had a, a property management company that, you know, yeah. they recommended, you know, obviously we interviewed, you know, spoke with them, um, made sure that we were comfortable with them. Um, and then they also engaged because we used churches uh, in Detroit. Um, you know, the property manager specialized in Section 8 vouchers. And you are you aware of Section 8? The I've heard program? about it, yeah. yeah. So it's just a government subsidy program where um, anywhere from 50 to 100% of that rent is guaranteed by the government. So it's it's a nice program. Um, you know, you can offer great housing to people. Um, you know, people are appreciated. You're pretty assured you're going to get paid. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, the money comes directly from the government. It, it, the, the tenant can never intercede that money. Yeah. So that's the other nice thing about that program is, um, you know, the money comes in every month from, you know, from the government. So, um, but there's a lot of paperwork involved with it. So, you know, she specializes in that and knows all the organizations to reach out to set that all up. So um, we were great with that. And then um, the long-term rent, you know, it, it it's great. It's a long-term play. Um, it's just the opportunity in Florida with a short-term rental mm. um, and, the, you know, the cash flow that comes in off of that property it's a bigger expense up front. It's a bigger, you know, undertaking it's, it, you know, it's like this sometimes based on, but we had, we were comfortable with, um, you know, our entire portfolio supports itself. Our Michigan portfolio supports itself. Now, you know, we have some capital, um, you know, we pulled some of that out. Some of those people that invested with us wanted to continue on in Florida. I would imagine. Um, yeah. So we put together a program um, and we had somebody come in uh, on that house with us, um, you know, as a private investor, and, uh, you know, on a, on a payment program. So it, it's been great too, that, uh, you know, we, we got a property that cash flows as well. We can use it. We're, I think yeah. I mentioned you were heading there. We went, well, we went to Florida five times and last year, <laughs> the house was being worked on. The house on. was being under construction. Yeah. Yeah. There's a good reason to go, right? Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. Watch the contractors. <laughs> well, that's what, it, so, so the house in Florida, did you guys go in, purchase that all cash refinance afterwards again? Or did you get more traditional type financing for that? We went in with a down payment. So, Mm -hmm. um, and then mortgaged it right away uh, just because the price point was so high on it, uh, being that it's a six bedroom, six bath house. So, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very, very cool. And much challenge getting a mortgage uh, being Canadians. 
doing business in the States? Did you go through an American bank, a Canadian bank? What, how did that look? Uh, we went through with an American um, lender, you know, an asset-based lender. Mm. Um, you know, there's lots of them out there. We learned, you know, going into it, um, we did their, you know, our Michigan, our Detroit properties, um, you know, with a great lender. Um, we we're very successful. The lender, that lender didn't do short-term rentals. So we weren't able to use them. So we, we learned a lot. There's, you, you do have to be very careful with U.S. lending. Mm. Um, you know, there's the promises that they make, you know, mm-hmm. and then when it comes time to sign the paperwork, sometimes it's a little bit different. Uh, sometimes well, it's some a Canadian lot Canadian banks do that kind of stuff too, but yeah, <laughs> not as much. So, um, <laughs> so it, it, I'm just glad that, you know, we're trained to read through some of the documents and some of the things that we've seen in there we weren't comfortable with. So it, it was a challenge in the sense that everything looked so easy. Um, but I'm glad we put the work in, um, you know, and made sure to get the right product. We could have got something that wasn't fantastic very easily, hmm. um, but we wanted to get kind of the best product. So it, yeah, well, it, it helps was, that you're in that business. That That's for sure. That yeah. definitely helps. It was, it was frustrating at times, but uh, yeah. we got through it and, um, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, it's, it's all done and it's set now for, for a few years. So yeah, well, that is wonderful. Okay, guys, where do you, where do you see yourself 12 months from now? What are, what are Mike and Leanne going to be doing real estate wise in the next 12 months? If you could wave the realistic magic wand. So right now we actually, I always go with the theory of don't keep up with the Joneses, right? So uh, we bought this Florida property. We're coming on to a year now. And as much as we've had the itch to go again, we haven't gone again. Uh, We've been researching, we've been looking, we've been doing that, but we want to make sure that we're comfortable because in that Florida house, because it's a short-term rental, that it must be stabilized before we go again. So we actually do have a pot of money that we can go again with, but we're very hesitant because we don't want to lose what we've we've built. Mm -hmm. So we we didn't build a house of cards we built a castle. We want to build so, a castle. So you really want to have proof of concept that this is all that it's cut out to be before exactly. you go and buy another one. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, exactly. So that's conservative, but yeah. that's, that's smart. Yeah. yeah. And we've had a lot of people approach us, um, especially social media is so powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of people approach us, um, you know, we're going down with, with some friends. Uh, we brought friends down before and, you know, some of them are like, Oh man, how do I get into this? It's like, well, give us a bit of time. You know what I mean? It's getting stabilized. It's getting, hey, I, I want to buy one of these with you. Well, give us a bit of, like, let's make sure uh, it's proven. You know what I mean? That first six months, you know, it's it's a lot of work renovating, getting it ready. Then your first couple of months, um, getting reviews. Nobody wants to be your first one on Airbnb and uh, Expedia and all mm-hmm. these. So we're getting we're getting the reviews. We're getting that confidence, and we're getting to that you know fifty to seventy percent occupancy. Um, which is nice, you know, uh, each month it's like, oh, we're 60, we're 65, we're 70% occupancy. Nice. Now it's like, okay, now it's, it's comfortable. And now we know, okay, there's, there's more money, you know, every month, you know what I mean? Coming in. Mm-hmm. So now we feel comfortable. Um, Looking doing at doing another one. Yeah. yeah. In, in a similar yeah. area, that makes a lot of sense. So in the, you're coming up on a year now. How much longer do you want to wait before you get that next one? How, how long until you think you're going to be comfortable before you jump into the next one? I think actually, so to re, like we bought the property in April by the time we were done renovations, because we, we actually themed out three rooms plus a garage. So there was quite a, a renovation that one went drop, on. Yeah. 
Um, so really, by the time we launched, it was August. August, September is cricket month yeah. kind of thing, because Absolutely. in the U.S., it's back to school. Right. Um, so come November, it starts to pick up because of the Thanksgiving. And then December started showing um, we had 70% occupancy in December, so which mm -hmm. we were really grateful for. But then January comes along and it's right after Christmas and, and nobody's wanting to go. Right? right. And then now we're, we're picking back up. Now we've got the 50, 60, um, 70 ish percent coming into the next. So it few won't months. really be a year for you till August, September. That's exactly that's kind of what you're coming. Oh, yeah. Of yes. Bookings. Yeah. Got yeah. So yeah. I think we need a few more months under our belt to, sh to prove that it's there. Yeah. And, uh, but in the meantime, we're absolutely checking out different areas. When we go back down, uh, in a couple of weeks, we're going to be touring around again nice, <laughs> and seeing yeah. things. Yeah, yeah. We're stand again. And this time actually, um, you know, we talked with a couple of different real estate agents in the area that we know, and we were actually talking about exploring, um, maybe some one and two bedroom units. It's a little so, bit smaller, a little bit. Yeah. Smaller. Just to yeah. diversify a little bit, uh, yeah. Leanne, you know, brought up a good point. Um, you know, a six bedroom when the economy is doing great, um, you know, there's always somebody looking for a six bedroom when mm -hmm. things are a little bit slow, you know, people yeah, are, that's, that's gotta be pricey. I mean, right yeah. the whole yeah. six bedroom place yeah. is designed for multiple families. So sometimes it's, um, you know, Joe wants to go, but now he's trying to round all up, you know, two or three other families, right. To go. So we're thinking, you know, if we get into a one or two bedroom, um, you know, the or even a two or three bedroom, yeah. then that's a one family. Whereas exactly. It's ours much is more rentable. Exactly. Yeah. Depending on what the economy is doing. Yeah. 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 But it's a little, little safer on that side. I, I can get mm -hmm. that for sure. No, that makes sense. So you guys, um, with all that you've accomplished with uh, your real estate investing business, you've done a lot. It's, it's great. What, what's kind of, what's slowing you down, if anything, right now? What are some of the obstacles you guys are facing? Uh, interest rates. So we had, you know, a lot of success with private money. Um, there's a lot of people with um, lines of credit, you know, HELOCs that, you know, sometimes when somebody says, hey, I'd like to invest with you, but I don't know if I have any money. Well, hey, do you have a, a line of credit, you know, a secured line of credit? Yeah. You know, they were at one time, you know, two and a half, three percent, four percent. So, you know, I mean, you could go out and, you know, you could, we were doing, we were paying uh, between eight and 10% when we were doing our Detroit project. Mm -hmm. um, you know, now, you know, uh, HELOC is, is uh, you know, in the sevens, low sevens. So, you know, when, when somebody's lending you money, hey, if you could pay them eight or 10% and they're paying, you know, three to 4%, they're making a four to 5% spread. Mm -hmm. um, you know, somebody's now paying, you know, 7.2%. Um, and you're paying them 10, you know, there's yeah. a two and a half percent, you know, spread there. And, you know, with the next bank of Canada, yeah. sexy. March 8th. Yeah. It doesn't look as sexy. March 8th to the next bank of Canada meeting. Yeah. Um, you know, you got to find a property that, that cash flows very well. Now we did have uh, some success again with people who had money in a bank account, you know, somebody who had, you know, 30 to $50,000 in, in bank accounts, they're making like three to $4 a month. Um, you know, we were paying, you know, uh, anywhere from 150 to 250 a month based on, you know, the amount and, and the, uh, uh, the rate that we were, we were offering. So there's, um, there's still opportunity for that. Um, it's just cuts out all those people that had the line of credit, um, that yeah. were looking to make the money on that. 
It's interesting. Yeah, we've worked with some clients in a similar situation that that had their private money partners on board with like fixed returns kind of thing. So what what they've done that's worked really well for them in today's kind of wonky interest rate environment, if it is, or if it's just kind of going back to normal, who knows, right? But um, what they do is instead of offering a fixed rate, they bring the person on more like a joint venture partner. The investor brings in all the all the cash, you know, perhaps the credit, and then they they just do a very simple split on profits, right? It's it's very simple that way. But the nice thing is, like in the in the case where you're stabilizing that that property, well, if if you're not making money, you're not paying anything out at the same time, mm-hmm. right? You're you're all, you're only making money if they're making money. They're only making money if you're making money. It, it's it kind of lowers the risk to a certain degree. Does it lower your uh, your potential returns? Of course it does, right? You're you're splitting the pie. But when you do it that way, at least what our clients have found, they're able to buy a lot more properties once they got their what they want to focus on dialed in, because you know it's so attractive for their investor partners, especially if you can refinance after a while and get mm-hmm. most of their initial capital out or a big chunk of it, then they just kind of rinse and repeat. And it's 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 a way that people are able to kind of leapfrog and really go ahead. Have you guys thought of doing anything like that? That's actually um, something we've been considering. So up until this point, um, we've just been having people come in, um, yeah. private money and paying them back. But it, it's a conversation that we've been having. Um, I think if we want to continue to grow and, and building out some kind of a model that... Um, you know, what's fair, you know, these people are bringing in so much, we're bringing in so much, um, you know, how do you, how do you structure that percentage wise? And and that's something that we talk about, um, you know, the value that we bring, um, you know, the research that we do, uh, the oh, kind of the ground, the team, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but somebody's bringing in some money and, you know, figuring out what's like, what's a fair equation and what, you know, you don't want to insult anybody, but again, um, you know, we're the ones that are, you know, going out and, and doing the research and the amount of research we put into proper structure and, oh, you know, tax sure. and all it's that huge, kind of stuff. Huge um, carries a lot of value. So. What, what I've just seen a lot, you guys, is if it's a single family home, typically it's like a 50-50 kind of thing. So you're the, the joint venture partner brings in all of the money or the joint venture partners bring in all of the money. You guys bring in all of the expertise, the experience, the team, you know, the 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 knowledge of the legal structure. But if you have to set up a new corporation, the joint venture partners, that's part of right. the they're investing in. They they're paying for that kind of thing. So you're you're really bringing the deal and the knowledge and the team. They bring the cash and it's kind of a marriage made in heaven. So once you get into multifamily properties, it gets a little bit more complicated. But um, yeah, that's that's usually the way it's, it's just a very simple 50-50 split, money partner or partners and the active partners. So just just something for you to think of. Now, I do want to ask you a question there it might be when it comes to the raising capital side of things, because it sounds like you guys have had great success with that. Well, you're in the money business now, you're the mortgage business now, right? So that's, <laughs> that's great. But talk to me a little bit about how do you guys do the social media side of things for raising capital? So we did, uh, we do a lot of just putting it out there of what we have and what's going on and, um, you know, all that kind of good stuff. So we, it was, 
like planting seeds, we called it, yeah. right? So it's just planting seeds. It's not going out on on social media and saying, "Hey, we need some money. Hey, you want to invest?" Yeah, Absolutely. I think I think you I think you guys know that that's a big no no. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Your phone will be ringing, but not yeah. from investors. Yeah, not the not the right kind of rings. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So in different, um, we do. We're very active. Uh, we have a a travel trailer parked seasonally in a campground. So we're intermingling with so many different people and, you know, even on the mortgage side and all that kind of stuff. And it was just, you know, people start asking, you know, what are you doing? Cause we see things on Facebook. What, yeah. how, how are you buying these properties? Yeah. Now you're you just, homes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just got one. You, you just got one a couple of weeks ago. What's going on here? Yeah. What yeah. do you have one for? Yeah. Um, so started peaking and perking their interests and that created open conversations, but it still wasn't that first conversation of, oh, you have some money you can give us? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It was just nurturing that seed and nurturing that seed and having those conversations. And then it ended up that all of the people that we talked to actually came to us and said, we're ready to invest with you. Will you, you know, will you do something with our money? Yeah. Nice. And it, now, and was it, that an overnight kind of thing or did it take a little while to kind of get that built up? Some took six months of talking. Yeah. And some were very quick. Yeah. Somewhere, you know, a week or two of, you know, hey, and and because of the different where they where they were at in their lives, right? Well, I, I guess I didn't ask the question probably. I guess it would be like how long were you posting stuff on Facebook before oh, you started to see stuff? Um maybe a couple of months. Our yeah. first two deals, our t- first two single family homes in the Sioux. Um, you know, we'd reached out to, uh, you know, some different people and, and, and had those conversations with them. Yeah. And then, you know, that started triggering, you know, posting, Hey, another house closed, you know, working, renovating, getting it ready to go. And then that started, um, kind of thinking, Hey, we, we could do this. You know, it sort of built up that confidence, right? The first one, I remember the first person, you know, was for $25,000, you know, mm-hmm. um, put it into a spreadsheet, show them. And then it was like, yeah, okay. And it's like, okay, you get that cut okay, right on. And then, you know, the next one, again, we did, you know, 29,000 when we bought the next house. You know I mean, it was like, yeah. oh, okay. And then I remember the big one was our first house in Detroit. I asked for 75,000. And, um, you know, at the end of the conversation, the person's like, yeah, that, I assume that's US because you're buying. And, and I'm like, yeah, 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 US. Yeah, <laughs> like, and then it was just like, um, somebody told me, and before I had that conversation, again, I reached out to, you know, a good friend of mine who, we always say there, there, there are a couple that, you know, we look up to, uh, well, Francois and Jennifer Lanchier. Yeah. We always said they're six months or a year ahead of us. Right. And we would reach out and we'd have conversations. And he said to me one time, and I said, oh, like, I'm thinking about asking, he goes, ask, like, you don't have it. If he says, no, you don't have it. If he says yes, then you have it. Right. And it was, whether you're asking for five, 10, 25, 75, everybody's situation's different. Just ask, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what we did. And it, uh, it, and it worked out. It worked out. So, yeah. And we raised uh, 2021, 20, almost uh, 300,000. Wow. That's mm-hmm. awesome. So what, what tips would you give to people that don't have the faintest clue about how to start doing the social media thing around their real estate investing endeavors? What, what, what tips would you give us? I I had a hard time with it at first because it was kind of like, look at me, look at me, right? Yeah. And 
I was and, one and of we're, those. We're naturally conservative Canadians. We we don't. Yeah. I mean, and then there's a lot of people that are like, look at me. I'm on vacation. Look at me. I'm doing this. Look at me. And I thought, I don't want to be that person. But then I look, had to look really at the sandwich I'm having for lunch. Exactly. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and I then we got to the point where it's not a bad thing to say, look at me. This is this is what our business is doing. Mm-hmm. It's not look at what I am doing. It's what our business is doing. Right. And they, to wrap your head around that. That, that switch made it a lot easier for you, didn't mm-hmm. it, Leon? Yeah, I can mm-hmm. tell that. And how about you, Mike? Any any tips for people doing the social media thing? No, just, and it, it's not always, um, like Leon said, look at me. But I remember one, one post was uh, a minute, you know, we had a dryer that wasn't working and, you know, the dryer vent plugged up and I'm up in the attic and I'm, you know, I'm snapping a selfie up in the attic and I'm like, you know, the Canadian government says uh, real estate investing is is passive income, you know, <laughs> you know, and it's like, you know, but and then it was like, a, hey, but by doing this, you know, I just saved myself a three to five hundred dollar service call. Yeah. You know, what I mean, um, you know, just little stuff like that. And just just posting sort of, you know, one time we were we were changing out, out of steps at the pavers. one place pavers, you know, and it was like, you know, what I mean, again, you know, adding value, you know pictures um our kids are you know now they're, they're 21 18 but we involve them when we're painting you know picture the kids painting you know hey improving our properties again um you know yeah. putting some time and effort in right sweat equity just so that people good realize, old child labor that's it's, yeah it's all good <laughs> yeah. Yeah. they're over age now so it's not yeah. even child labor anymore <laughs> yeah. it's so much more fun with their children yeah. <laughs> but it's not you know it's not Hey, reach out to me because I want money it's just yeah. letting people know that yeah we're active you know well, and like you said you're not Tell you're not even, yeah, you're th- that's not coming out blatantly anywhere. Reach out to me because we want money. That's th- you're just showing people what you're doing, right? And mm-hmm. and it naturally kind of starts to happen, yeah. Letting them know that we have good quality products, you know, houses that we take care of, and um, talk about your trip down to Florida and we're going on, yeah, we're staying at our Airbnb or you know, that, yeah, 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 yeah we even created a Facebook page for it. And, you know, we post little videos when we go down, you know, Hey, this is a cool attraction in the area. Uh, Travel tips, right. Just anything educational and anything that makes people want to come in and see more. Sounds like you guys are kind of dialed in the edutaining (laughs) side of things, a little bit educational, a little bit entertaining, all wrapped into one. So Mm -hmm. hats off to you for that. Hey guys, time flies when we're having fun. If people want to connect with you, find out more about you, what should they do? Go ahead. Oh. The social, he's a social media. Guy. So uh, both of us are on uh, social, you know, on Facebook, uh, you know, Mike Nicholson, uh, Leanne Nicholson on Facebook, um, you know, our website, uh, NicholsonMortgages.com. Um, you know, they can reach us out through us that way. Um, our short-term rental house, uh, the Marvelous Superhero Oasis uh, is on Facebook. Uh, go on there. It's, uh, you know, we're very proud of that. We love uh, featuring that house. Um, yeah. And uh well, I'm assuming you put some show notes in. Uh, we can share our links in the show notes. Well, we'll we just mentioned them, so that's that's what'll be they'll be showing up. So yeah, fantastic, you guys. Well, congratulations on all that you've accomplished and what you your your steady eddy conservative plan for making sure you got this one going and then starting to cookie cutter that. And and I I think you've got a really good thing going. So hats off to you. Thank you. Yeah, we uh, appreciate the time today. Awesome. All right, everybody, take care. We'll talk to you on the next episode. Bye for now.